Welcome to episode 52 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dodd. And how you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, alive. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. That's where hey. I'm at. I, I hear you. So we are at 52. This is the one-year anniversary of of our uh, of doing this podcast, and I can't believe it's been a year already. Yeah, it feels like it has been a week. Yeah, but then it feels like it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. It's that weird. It's that weird. Uh, I don't know what you'd call that paradigm, or I don't know, yeah. whatever you would call it. It's yeah, just it's... weird how things feel like they fly by, but then you realize that actually was a lot. Yeah, and 52 episodes is not not an easy task. No, I, I think yeah. At first, at first thought, it's man, that's that's not. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. And man, what did I really get done in that time? And then I really started thinking about it. I started thinking about everything that that, that has happened to out of my business over the last year, and and all the things that we've covered, and people that we've talked to, and man, it it, it really is a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've, you know, you know, we've come out with three new products and, um, I've added, I did three new people to the, to my team and, um, you know, gone to a lot of events and, you know, you know, you know and same for you guys, you guys have, have, have added a lot of new products and new people to your team. And it's been a pretty, it's been a really crazy year. And I'm, I'm glad that we, that we started the podcast when we did, because it's, it's cool to have week by week recorded what, you know, what's gone on this year with the yeah. business, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about what's changed since, uh, since we started the podcast and I feel like kind of a different person in a way. Um, I don't know, not in a bad way. I, I feel, I feel like I've had a lot of growth. I feel like our, you know, I know our business has had a lot of growth and, it's just hard to look back and, and pinpoint every little, you know, every little change and every little detail as we went along. And it, honestly, 2019 at this point feels like a blur. Um, probably more so than other years, in my opinion. I don't really have any set reason why, but probably just because a lot has happened in the last 12 months. And I'm sure, I'm sure you feel the same way. And, and you're right. We, you know, we, our team is growing. We added a ton of products after we thought we had, you know, perfected the, the product lineup. We decided, Hey, we're going to change it. And that's what we're in the midst of now is a complete overhaul of our lineup. And that's what Ridge and I are working through, uh, doing all the photography for that. So it, it's that weird, uh, the weird experience that you take, what feels like 10 steps forward and then you're kind of backpedaling to re you know, readdress some things and, and refine things. And I don't feel like you ever fully get ahead. If that makes sense. No, you don't, you don't really ever make headway. You make growth, but you're not, you know, you're not, it's not like a mountain that you're scaling and you're all of a sudden at the top. You just realize that those were low hanging clouds and you were only up 30% of the the mountain so far. Yeah. But it's, it's been a good year. Well, I, I, I think those are, those are signs of a, of a growing company and, and, a, and, and it's a, it's proof that you're doing work and it's, and it's paying off. So 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was telling you before we, we got started here, just I'm surrounded by mail and paperwork and like administrative stuff to do, which I hate doing. And I've honestly not done for a couple of weeks. Uh, but there's, there's so much, there's so much to do in the shop right now. Um, like I've been running the CNC almost daily all day for the last, I don't know, two, three weeks or something. And, uh, I'm finishing up some, some, uh, EDC trays that are, that are going to be going up, uh, on, on black Friday. And, you know, like I, I'm, we're in scramble mode right now trying to get ready for black Friday. I mean, it's, we're weeks away, which is insane to think about. Uh, you know, and so we're just, you know, we're trying to get ramped up and ready for that. And, um, you know, we were just, I, I was gone except for this, this past week. And I was gone every weekend in October. And most of those were, were long weekends too. So we had talked about uh, in the last episode, us doing the podcast together at the IB 8888 range day. And obviously that didn't happen. It, it was just, uh, I can't really say that we were too busy because we were like, you know, we, we went and saw a movie the one night. It's just, I, yeah. I think we were, just that there wasn't a great, a great opportunity. And well, the, do it. the biggest thing that held me back was the fact that we didn't really have any great furniture to kind of set up a table and, and get a mic set up. It was just the cabin would not have been the best location to do a recording. So when, when I saw that, I didn't really push the, no. the issue, but at the same time, the IV 8888 range day was a nice, a nice time to kind of turn off my brain a little bit, if that makes sense, get away from the daily grind. Like even though I knew that there was stuff back at the office that had to get done, it still gave me an opportunity to kind of unplug a little bit and then focus on what I like to do, which is the networking and talking and meeting people and uh, working that end of, of things. So selfishly, yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, let's forget about, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's was... forget about the podcast for right now. I don't want to rush it. Well, and, and we had Dusty and, and and Ridge with us. And when you say cabin, it was more of a room that four yes. of us stayed in. <clears throat> so, which was really funny. Think, yeah. So <clears throat> I had I had booked a cabin, uh, like a long time ago when it was just going to be me and Dusty. And and when Jared said that that, that he wanted to come and and he was going to bring Ridge, I was like, oh, you guys can just stay in our cabin with us. Not even really thinking about the size and the capacity of, of the cabin that, that I got, it was just big enough to fit two of the smallest, uh, like single beds I've, I've ever seen. And there was a little bathroom with a shower. It, I mean, it, it, it was tiny. So we walk in, there's four grown men that walk into this, in this cabin when we get there and we look around and we're like, uh, there's no way that we could even try to fit two guys in one bed. Even if we like wanted to, try to do that so uh so, that was where the the late night walmart run yeah the occurred. first so where we were at in georgia we were what maybe a 45 minute either you went south 45 minutes you're into florida and west 45 minutes you're into alabama uh which is also a different time zone so you know you know which that made things interesting too <laughs> so uh that first night there was like a networking dinner type thing and 
and uh, which which honestly might have been one of the best parts of the whole the, the whole the whole trip was how was that dinner that night? Um, just it was a great great opportunity to just hang out. I mean, you know, you know, there was some axe throwing going on, and um, there were some guns to check out, and and some awesome food, and and uh, and some people that that we met back at NRA show and uh and this is where can you know you know we talk about networking pretty often on on, on this podcast and and we always kind of talk about oh you know I'm not really sure what you know I was glad I went to that 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 thing at the NRA show and but who knows what will really happen from that well it was cool because what because we've we kind of broke our backs going to the sporting clay shoot that the gun collective held. And uh, I'm I, like, we drove specifically there for the sporting clay shoot. And then we, we drove up into Indiana and then back down. I, I don't know. Just, you know, we really tried hard to get to the sporting clay shoot, which in that moment seems silly because it was a total of like, I don't know what, 12 hours of driving or something just to go and shoot around a sporting clays in the pouring rain. But yeah, we made some really good contacts. Yeah. But, but, but we made some really good contacts that night. Well, you kind of see that pay off a little bit when we get to the dinner because there's a, that there was a handful of guys that we met at the sporting clays shoot that we got to hang out with again that night. And it just, you know, going to that, and being able to see those guys again and, 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 and we know them now. So it just, it made things like that a lot more enjoyable than, than the days of, uh, of me showing up to things like that and not knowing anybody that just being a stressful situation. It turned into just a great night of getting to hang out with the guys from we like shooting and, and Roy from Brown Isles and, um, uh, Mike from Key Bar, and I don't know. I'm, I'm going to forget half the people that we met that night. But anyway, so we're there. Uh, so we're there at that dinner, and I don't know. It was what, like eleven o'clock or something. Jared's like, "Well, maybe we should drive to Walmart and get some air mattresses." And we we're like, "Yeah, we're going to be here like three nights. That it, it'd be, it'd probably be worth it." So yeah, they drove to. Would you guys end up driving to Alabama to get? Yeah, we drove to a Walmart. It was about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes away. Grabbed two full-size air mattresses. They were something like 25 bucks a piece. Yeah, so they had bigger beds than me. Pretty, yeah, slept pretty comfortably. And, you know, I actually just want to say probably two days ago, I received those air mattresses in the mail. Yeah, so how much really funny. Pay, how much did you pay to ship the $25 air mattresses? So... I had $50, $50 invested in the air mattresses. I spent, uh-huh. I think, 46 to get them home. <laughs> so I'm $4 ahead. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, man, yeah, that, that's kind of, it seems reckless. But then Ridge and I were talking about it. And, you know, we're planning on going on a, a bit of a road trip in the spring to head west to get photography content um, in the epic mountains out toward Colorado and Wyoming. And we're like, well, that's one of those things that, if you had an air mattress, there's so many times I showed up at a, a cheap hotel or something, or even like I'd sleep out under the stars in those things. I'd be mm-hmm. totally fine with it because they have a built-in air pump and everything. Um, so we were like, it's worth 
it's worth it to have these on hand. So a little bit careless, but at the same time, like I didn't want to be wasteful either and just throw away perfectly good air mattresses. Right. And, and so we, we, we weren't going to drive an hour to, to, you know, to go return them. That, that also right. seemed, yeah. also seemed reckless. Yeah. I suppose, so go ahead. I suppose you're, and we could even kind of walk through the kind of recap the whole thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know that we necessarily need to do that. So what was, what was some of the highlights for you going to that event? I think it's like everything. So there's, it was a new event for me, so I didn't really know what to expect. I don't really have any friends other than you now that have gone to the event that I could have talked to and said, Hey, what's this thing all about? I guess I know some people, but I didn't know anybody really to ask any opinion on it ahead of time or get any kind of um, heads up of what I'm walking into. So I went in blind, didn't really know what to expect. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of the contacts that I got um, in in some aspects. And then in others, I was kind of thinking there was going to be a lot more people. And I think weather played into that a lot, but what was cool for me is that we had, you know, obviously Ridge came down with me and it was neat having a second person tag teaming this and you had talked about that at the event where we had talked about it at the cabin or something about how awesome it is to have a second person so that you're you're both having different conversations with different people at different times yeah um, that just allows you to cover so much more ground than all those times that i was kind of going it alone and trying to meet as many people as possible Plus you just, you never know when you're at an event like that and you're standing up on the line, you're shooting a gun or you're checking something out. You just don't know who you're standing next to. So it was cool to just kind of accidentally fall into a bunch of different conversations with people. And I would say most people at this event probably didn't know about our company or who we were. It was a different crowd than what I normally run around with, but there were friends there. There are people that I knew. So I definitely didn't feel like an outsider and that's a cool aspect of the growth that we've experienced. It's a cool, cool thing that I've experienced I don't really feel like an outsider when I go to these events anymore. The first year when we started TA, it, and maybe you can relate to this. It just, it felt weird kind of going into an industry and saying, I'm part of this industry and realizing that nobody knows who you are. Um, that was a little bit odd at first, but now I feel like I can go to these events and even if people don't know who we are, or what we do, uh, we can communicate and build respect with each other and start conversations and friendships. And you know, I know how to navigate that a lot better than I did you know, four years ago, going on five years ago. Yeah. But I think, so I would just say that my favorite part of it was just furthering relationships and, and meeting new people. Um, but it was definitely wet. I thought oh, for sure I broke, I thought I broke that, that new cannon that I bought. Ridge was having problems with his camera toward the end of the day because it was a torrential downpour, but it was a good, I had a, I feel like it was a, a worthwhile trip. Um, you know, not, not even looking at it from a return on investment, but just another opportunity to meet more people and, and invest in other relationships. Yeah, no, for sure. It, you know, and that was the main reason that, that, that I went was for the networking. 
and uh which i agree there was in some aspects was as good as i hoped in other aspects <clears throat> no was not as good as i hoped so the location that they did this is this is the first year that they did it in this location it's normally it's been up more towards atlanta um so it's a different location that's definitely not as as convenient to get to I mean, the closest airport was in Tallahassee, which is where we flew into. And then we had to drive an hour and a half north up, up into this place. So it's definitely not as convenient. But once you're there, this place, it was amazing. Uh, this facility is just is, is unreal. And, uh, and the other thing was, was, yeah, there was Storm Nestor was the name of the storm. Uh, was there just in time to drench us and put us into a, a mud hole. Uh, especially Saturday. So uh, we did have a booth there. And by booth, I mean, we had a, it was like a table. And, uh, and one of my favorite things about, about doing booth and tables at events is just getting to know the other companies that you end up right next to. So uh, we did have some pretty cool companies on our our line of, you know, we had Palmetto State, <clears throat> we had uh, Canic. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was a booth to the other side of us that had, what are they called? Keystone something? Yeah, it was Keystone Sporting Arms. They had mini little 22s that looked like Mosins. Yeah. And then They're super they cool. had some conversion kit or something <clears throat> for crickets, the little single shot 22s that accept you know, they converted, I guess, to accept the magazine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pretty cool. Yeah. They some cool stuff. Uh, uh, X products, they have the can cannon. Um, yeah. So, you know, we have some cool people on our line, but the problem with, with our location was we were kind of the lowest point, which when you're in a monsoon is not where you want to be. And, and we had a lot of people, I was watching people walk down the road and look at our line. Um, and just look at us and just and just say nope. They're like, nope, we're not going in there. Because <laughs> really, the only way to get into our 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 line without getting you know, you know going ankle deep in mud was you had to kind of walk up on on the on the berm and kind of drop into it. And there are just people yeah. that that just weren't going to do it. Which that was a big bummer uh, because, like you said, there weren't as many people there. The attendance was down. Um which was one of the downsides to the whole thing is I really expected to make a lot more con uh, contacts with um, influencers yeah. and there were really not that many influencers there. Um, and there were some it just, just, just going by the, by what I've seen in social media from this event in past years, like I could think off the top of my head about 10, um, you know, pretty big influencers that weren't there this year that I had seen there pretty much every other year. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. And, um, but the ones that, ones that did show up were great. I, uh, the one that I'm super bummed that I didn't get to track down, um, was Jerry Mitchell, which if you're in the know of our industry and shooting sports, he's like a legend. And he's like multi-world world record holder for 
speed shooting and, and, all, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I just wanted to meet him. Like, it's not like I was going to track him down and he was going to turn into an, uh, you know, a, a neomag influencer or anything, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely made some reconnects with some people that we've, we've met in the past and, and that was great. Uh, I made some new connections and strengthened some relationships and got to shoot a lot of really cool guns and, um, overall I, I'm, I'm glad that I went, I definitely want to go back next year, but I don't think I'm going to do the booth. Uh, uh, although I, I think the booth did turn into some uh, some sales and it did turn in, into some connections that I would not have made otherwise. But I don't know that the cost of the booth is going to, it's going to be recouped from the connections I made, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. That's always Only a struggle to figure out. And I, I enjoy the freedom, but that's still because I got burned out on shows in the 2017, 2018 year. So I'm still recouping. Like, I feel like I'm still in physical therapy from all the shows we did. <laughs> well, I don't two years. And if you, you probably don't have to think real hard of how, how much time me and Dusty were actually in our booth. We, yeah. we skated out of there. I, I would say if, if we were there 50% of the time, that's probably overshooting. Just because there was so well, much the second the second day nobody was down in that bay. Well, yeah, the, yeah. So that Literally, none of that, the companies were there. No, yeah, the uh, the line that, that we were so there were basically like four four ranges of uh, four separate lines and ranges. There was like a thousand. There's a couple thousand yard. There was a two fifty and like a five, and we were on the two fifty line. Yeah, the two fifty line was completely abandoned uh, the second day. Yeah, we we took over. Blue Alpha gears table on the second day because they weren't really they weren't setting up and they were up up high on that thousand yard line, um, which is also where we kind of had more of our friends that were up on that line anyway. So it was fun to be up there the second day, and uh, I got to shoot some. Uh, I got to shoot out to some distances I'd never done before. I I. I was ringing steel pretty consistently at 800 yards. And then I shot out, I shot out to a thousand, but honestly we couldn't tell if I was, if I was connecting. I'm just going to say I was, um, just cause the, what do you call it? When the, what it was like the, like the heat off the gun and heat off the ground out there, like the mirage or whatever was so much that, that, that I couldn't, that I couldn't tell through, my scope and my spotter couldn't tell through his spotting scope either, but it was fun to, it's fun to try anyway. Yeah. Well, it's amazing with modern guns and ballistics and scopes and all that good stuff. How, how a thousand yards, I guess I'll put it this way. A thousand yards is not what it used to be. You used to hear people, you know, bragging it up that they shot a thousand yards. And then what I've realized is with the modern optics and especially with a good spotter, they'll land you fast yeah so a couple weeks ago that was my first time shooting over a thousand yards and it was kind of anticlimactic really like it was awesome it's cool to think you know yeah you you hit a target that far but at the same time my spotter called the wind and the holds and all i did was press a button and wait for a bullet you know about six seconds to 
to hit and then another two seconds or so to ring the steel and have it come back to me. So it's, it's just crazy, man, the technology that's gone into precision guns now. And I, I also got to go to get on the line and, and shoot out, uh, shoot out to a thousand yards again at the IV 8888 event. And it was, it was cool. So I definitely have the itch and I feel like that's something that now, unfortunately for my wallet is going to become some, some other Avenue that I'd like to jump into and, and, uh, pursue a little more with some of my different precision guns. Yeah. I, I would like, I, I, I would love to spend more time kind of learning about that and stuff, but one, I just don't have a location to shoot out past 200. That's I keep it 200 would be a stretch of at my ranges. Um, yeah, I, I just don't have a place to really, reach out to now there are places to go but i'm not going to take a, a day because it would take me a full day I, I don't have time to take a whole day and go and shoot this and stuff and i don't know that i've the interest enough to uh, to make that happen either but the few times a year that i am able to get behind a rifle and and take some shots out at that distance is a lot of fun i think the i mean i agree i that that the technology that's uh you know just in optics and, and rifles and stuff does does make it pretty easy the i went down to desert tech i was shooting their bullpup uh six five creedmoor and <clears throat> i think we got it zeroed i think i was shooting maybe shooting 600 yards we got it zeroed in about three shots and i was just ringing steel i i think i I finished out the magazine just, and I don't think I missed once. The guy, the, you know, the guy behind me was like, man, you're making that look easy. And I said, well, it's honestly, this gun makes it seem easy. Right. Um, I mean, I don't shoot that much distance. So I'm, so I'm, I'm obviously not some skilled distance marksman. Uh, but, uh, but also, I mean, I also know what I'm doing, but, but, but I'm no, I'm no Chris Kyle either. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was super fun, and uh, yeah. So then, uh, you know, since then, have you continued any conversations with anybody that you met there? Or? Yeah, we've we followed up with a bunch of the different companies that we met and continued conversations there. Because I'm I'm always for TA looking for strategic partnerships. Uh, I guess I shouldn't even say always. Something that I've learned over the last five years is those strategic partnerships and friendships lead to opportunity. So Ridge and I got back and one of the ways we were doing that and starting to roll through is all of the companies that we met, we took professional photos of their products of people using them. We took videos, things like that. So we're, we're doing 100% legit professional edits of their, their products and then dropboxing them the uh, about five to 20 photos depending on the company just to say hey look this this is what we got at the event you know, we appreciate meeting you um, and then we obviously bring that discussion full circle and and say hey there's there's strategic things here that we can work together with um, as we are building out our marketing strategy and releasing more professional content than ever so uh, some of that is trying to find 
for our marketing, unique firearms, unique gear to include in the photography and the videography as we're doing these different projects. Uh, but then there's also just the realization that those companies are going to find leads and, um, and different opportunities that I may not even have on my radar. So it's, it's always, it's always exciting to dive into that head first and then see where this stuff leads um, and, and what comes of it. But we unfortunately only got through a handful of our contacts at this point. And the reason why is because we're neck deep in a total product shoot. And yesterday we were at, at off location at the barn where we take photos for the entire day. And we only got about halfway through the photos. And I think in our, I exported all the raw files from our photo shoot and we had around 1400 photos at this point that we've got to navigate through and probably 50% of them are going to get tossed because they're duplicates. But that still means we have about 700 photos. And the reason that that happened is our product line has expanded dramatically and we've offered or, or I should say we will be offering different accessories that have no joke quadrupled our SKUs. Um, so it's a, a bit overwhelming right now and you know, gearing up for that. So that, that's kind of held me back from being able to hit all of the contacts from the event that I would have wanted to, but you know, that's, it's prioritizing and working through things as fast as we can. Yeah. I've, I've responded to people that have followed up, but I've not had a chance to even send one email. Like I said, I've not been in my office in two weeks. Um, so I, I think I might've DM'd a few people like on Instagram. Um, but I've, I've been dropping the ball on the follow-up and, uh, honestly don't see having a whole lot of time to do that until I, I don't know, like the rest of the year is just going to be bonkers. Yeah. But, uh, I need yeah, to spend I foresee- a lot of time for it. I, I'm looking forward um, just thinking about what the rest of the year is going to bring. And you're talking about Black Friday. And this is actually one of the first years that I, I don't have a solid game plan for Black Friday at this point. Um, but normally I have content ready, graphics ready by this point. You know, I'm, I'm gearing up, getting ready. Maybe last year was a little hectic too. I feel like maybe I was a little underprepared for that as well. But it's just, it's just crazy how fast things are moving. Um, it's definitely more complex than it was in the years past, but you know, we'll get through it. The the cool thing is we now have, we've expanded our team. We have really awesome people in positions that are able to help out with all of that and help spearhead, spearhead that. And I'm excited to see what Ridge and I get done as far as content for that. I mean, that, that alone having him on board has been huge up to this point because he's kind of overtaking at this point, the stories on TA. So he has access to the TA account. Um, he's been helping me with that a lot because one of the areas that I, I struggle with is keeping up with stories and on the, the company account, our stories perform really well, but, but you know, it's, it's a lot harder than people would, would think to, to continually put out legit content across the board on all of those different avenues. So he's been doing that over the last week. Yeah. I mean, an awesome weight. I mean, stories is almost its own social media. It's almost different than, than what you would post on your, 
actual Instagram account. So it's, it's almost a whole new social media outlet to, to manage. And, um, I really enjoy posting story stuff too. I just feel like it's, I feel like it's a little bit more personal, a little more intimate. At least the stuff I post on there is it's a little bit more behind the scenes and, um, maybe not as polished as what I post on the, on the main account. Um, but even even if you look at it this way, the cool thing about stories, and I used to kind of criticize them, where else are you going to capture somebody and then they're going to see a bunch of your content in a row? Because if they're just in the explore, they're probably not going to see anything of yours. Right. If they're just looking at their feed, you might have a, you know, a, a post pop up or two. But the cool thing about the story is if you're doing it well and you're captivating people, if you have 10 stories and it's really interesting you have a high percentage of people that see it all and that's, that's unique. And that's, that's where I think stories have their strength, but it's very difficult to um, keep up with that. But something that's really cool. That's been happening. Something really cool. that has been happening up to this point. Um, even just in the past week, I have seen so many people tagging us in posts. It's insane. Probably, I say, I probably flagged, not flagged in the negative way, but you know, the little saved banner or whatever you can do to a post. There's probably like at least 30 of them, maybe 40 that I've saved over just the last week yeah. to, to be that we can, we, you know, repost into stories. We can repost them into our feed. Um, so the, the word is getting out about us and I can feel that momentum gaining just from sitting behind the seat over here yep and that is such a cool feeling to know that you're a piece of, of doing something like that uh, but you know I, I look look into the 2020 year and if i look too far ahead it gets even more overwhelming just because of the amount of travel that's coming up um, and the amount of planning and everything yeah i, I feel like if i defined the 2019 year that would probably be the one word, you know, I'd be just overwhelmed. There's a lot of good that came out of, of 2019. Uh, but I feel like I said that probably a thousand times through this podcast is it's like, man, it, there's just so much stuff going on all at one time. It's hard for your brain to, to wrap around it and then grasp it and then make sure you're being clear and having focus and being driven to, to go in the right direction. It's so easy to get, consumed by it and then kind of get off course a little bit right so when do you um so when do you make new goals for like the next year is that something you're just kind of constantly doing or do you actually sit down and have a brainstorm time with your team and put put goals together and and plan of action and stuff or what's you know, how's it look for you guys? I think it's ever evolving. We obviously have broad goals. So one of the, one of the main goals that everyone's gonna be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense is your sales goals. So we already figured that out where we want to be in 2020. So we have that mapped out, but then there's tons of other goals. There could be branding, marketing, relationship goals among the industry and different partners. So we've, I guess I'll put it this way. It was, we went through a major marketing upheaval over the last 
two months. So the past two months has been an immense amount of planning for the 2020 year. So it's a little unique this year than previous years. Normally around this time, I'm kind of you know, working through my own brain, creating the goals that I would like to see, kind of mapping out my game plan for that and then showing uh, my partners. This year was a little different just because of adding to the team. And then we had to figure out where does each person that we've added fit in? What are their roles and their job descriptions? And um, so there's a lot more, a lot more to it this year, which is good. But when you create those game plans and there's so many moving pieces, now it's a lot, uh, there's a lot more at stake. There's a lot more to, um, you, you know, riding on our shoulders, making sure we're all doing the right thing. Yeah. So I was just listening to a, to a podcast last week and, uh, and there was a woman that was a guest on, she had a book. I can't remember the name of the book, <clears throat> but she was talking about how, how they have like an annual goal setting meeting and they basically break it down from there. So then they, they come up with the game plan, which they set monthly and then everybody has a weekly goal and they actually have somebody who's, whose job is to help people make, uh, make and meet those weekly goals. So, <clears throat> so everybody on the team has a weekly goal, has like three things or something uh, that they, they have for that week. They send an email to this person and that person helps helps them uh you know helps them to assess those goals decide if if they're the right goals to have um you know to help them achieve those goals and um which I thought was just crazy that they actually have that they employ somebody that just helps people meet those goals which then all go into the greater goals that they make for that year um I think that structure is really cool and it makes a lot of sense. Like I can see why it would make sense to hire somebody to help their entire team uh, make those goals and meet those goals. You know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to do. I, I, I can't imagine being, uh, you know, just cause I have such a small business. I can't imagine being able to afford to, to hire somebody to do that right now. But uh, yeah, not but, to mention, yeah, the, Anyway, go ahead. That's super, super in depth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of it and, um, come the end of December, uh, Dusty's going to be, um, uh, full time with me and he's, and he's going all in, uh, with me on this. So I'm going to have somebody that I can really you know, put my arm around and we can go hand in hand into this. And, and I'm not going to feel like it's, it's just me, uh, doing this, which I'm really looking forward to having, uh, you know, a full-time partner on this. So, you know, you know, this is all something that I've, that, you know, me and Dusty will kind of just a natural conversation, come up with goals and, and things that, that we want, want to get done. But, uh, but I'd like to actually, be able to um, just, you know, have an actual meeting where we actually map out and write on a whiteboard goals and, 
and come up with game plans for stuff. I've, I've never really done that with, with someone else. So I'm looking forward to uh, being able to do that with him. And I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to next year. Cause I think it's going to be, as big and as exciting as what 2019 was. And honestly, 2019 ended up bigger and more exciting than what I anticipated it to be. Um, I'm, I'm excited for what I'm going to be able to do next year with, you know, having somebody else actually there full time. Cause, cause right now I basically have three guys working together to make one other full-time person. So I'll be looking forward to that, which you can only have so much, um, you know, kind of fluidity with that. And when you have three people, you know, you know, three different people that have three different personality types and three different skill sets kind of doing one, one person's time of a job. I'm looking forward to, to having, you know, having somebody else that's, that is full time and then, and then still be able to utilize the, the, the part-time guys to, how to fill in some of those other tasks. So I'm really looking forward to seeing, seeing what, uh, you know, see what 2020 is going to be like. Uh, I think, I think we're going to be able to do some really exciting things. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good year. You know, what's blown me away and the point that we've talked about before I know, um, is how many companies started in 2015 and how many of them that we know of personally kind of blowing up at this point and becoming mainstream and really well-known companies. And I, I feel like we're going to look back when, when we're major, uh, major pieces of this industry, we're going to look back and for whatever reason, 2015 was a big year. Yeah. That was a year to start a business in this industry and get it running. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, I don't either. You know, I, I know a handful of companies that are in the same boat as us and they're, they're all saying, man, 2020 is a big year. And, and I think part of that is because the first couple of years of your business are kind of a struggle. You're trying to get ahead. You're trying to reinvest. You're trying to figure out your strategy. You know, we're going into year five at this point. And at this point, we've tried a lot of different things. We have screwed up a million times. We've won a couple battles we know what we're looking for in our company. We have created a basic framework and a foundation for who we are and what our brand is. And now we get to really hone in and execute. And I think forward to 2021 and then 2022, and that's where it gets really exciting because I feel like the amount of growth we're going to have over here in 2020 is going to free up um, a lot of different um, I guess I'll just put it this way. We'll have more flexibility going into 2021 and 2022. And I think we'll have a huge impact on the steel target industry. And, you know, my goal is I don't want people to say any other name, but TA targets when they're thinking of steel targets, we want to be that household name that is essentially a self lubricating machine. Um, obviously there's tons of tons of work that we're going to have to do even going forward, but I just want to, solidify that consumer market um, and tell the story of what we're doing and, and pull other people into that. So I'm also super excited for 2020. Um, and I, I think a lot of our customers are too. There's a lot of, there's been a lot of teasing 
um, of what we have to come. And I haven't given out all the details to the consumers, um, our customers, our friends in the industry. And I constantly have in our influencer team messaging um, on the Keystone Carry page. And we, we're talking back and forth in text message, just asking what's coming because they can feel that excitement. And I'm excited to roll that out and get people up to speed. So I think that's, I think one of the other big things that I took away and I was kind of hesitant on, I'm not going to say who, who I was talking to, um, but I, I also had a conversation uh, at the week. At, at, it's actually that first night's dinner um, with somebody who I really looked up to uh, his business and um, and kind of where they're at as a business. Cause I, he's probably a year or two ahead of, of, of me, um, in my business, but, but in conversation with him, he was talking about how, just how much that, he, that his business, that his business is struggling right now. Um, he's, he's built and grown his business and, it's to a point where, uh, where his business is costing him some months more than what he's making. And so he's really kind of doing a big, he's doing a lot more thought on how to get things growing again. And it just got me thinking about my business and, 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 you know, how things are going to change year five and year six, because, um, you know, you know, for 2020, like I'm going to be going into five years of selling Neomags, this same product, which in some aspects is not that, that long, but it's also not like a brand new product either anymore. And I may start seeing some years of some dips and some months of some dips in, in, in sales and just, you know, you know, trying to kind of prepare myself for that. Um, but also be constantly thinking about, you know, new marketing ideas and new branding ideas and, um, and stuff to, to get excitement with the brand and stuff. Right. Because, and this is one of the things that I think, he admitted that he's not done well is that is that he's he's kind of ridden that that train of kind of that same product for all these years and he's not done a good job at at, at promoting new growth and new products and and stuff and so he's starting to see that that kind of level out and um i could also see that starting to happen you know come year 5 and year 6 um, you know, which is coming up, you know, we'll be going into year five. And, uh, so just, uh, I'm just trying to keep that in mind. You know, it, I think, I think we are doing things differently than what he's done. You know, so I really sat back and I really, I kind of thought about what I've done differently than what he's done. And, and, um, you know, as far as adding new products and, and stuff and, and trying to build that excitement with your customer base. So I think that's going to be really important to do for us these next coming years is to really keep, keep people excited and, 
come up with new ways to get people excited and stuff, you know. Um, I could also see these next couple of years, uh, you know, you know, being a big challenge as far as that aspect goes, you know. Yeah, I think about that all the time where, you know, think it, just even the conversation in your own head of saying, okay, well, how do I innovate and continue to offer something that's viable? You know, that's, that's why we've begun game planning things outside of what people you know, know us for at this point. I mean, still in the same industry, same concepts and things like that, but um, different avenues to continue to grow because you recognize at some point one product that you have, um, I, I guess it's weird. You could say, well, it'll never plateau, but at the same time, depending on your market and depending on how much funding you have and resources you have, you'll hit those points where it's going to plateau where you've kind of saturated what you're working on. Um, but then there's, then there's global, there's, there's so much stuff involved in this. So I, I think if you're always being agile and you have key people in place, and I think this is, you know, I, I was part of that conversation you had for a little bit and something that came to mind is making sure that the owners are not too involved in process, right? It, you have to have a dreamer or somebody who's a visionary steering the ship who doesn't have to get as involved in the granular because otherwise, you know, from my end of the conversation that we had with this gentleman, it almost seemed like he was too involved in all of that little stuff. Yeah. You know, they were doing too many little things, which was cool. And I remember his content from three years ago was just on fire and people were eating it up because this is an American made product they showed behind the scenes stuff of, of the manufacturing and all of this, this different stuff. But that can also be your co- your coffin if you're not careful. Um, and, and I'm trying to always remember that, that that might even mean me giving up aspects of things that I love to make sure that I'm looking forward for the next thing um, so that we're always a couple steps ahead whether that's intentionally or sometimes, honestly, we've been a couple steps ahead almost accidentally. I hate to kind of admit that, but, um, you know, you, you've just, I'm just constantly reminded of that fact and trying to not ever get complacent with what we're doing. And that's been easy at this point because there's so many different evolving pieces, but I could totally see in year six, year seven, um, if you've got a, a fairly large team. You've got a bunch of people doing their jobs. Well, I could see how you could almost get comfortable to the point where you're like, okay, we're good. But then what happens when you're not and you look back and you're like, man, I wish for those three years I would have been innovating thinking, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm not giving an answer there. So I hope people aren't taking that as, Oh, Jared's giving you the answer. I'm just wrestling with those thoughts in my head as well. Yeah. I don't, yeah, cause I, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> you know, because you know, on one hand, I, I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where, where I'm not, I'm not obsessing over today's sales. You know, like there's days that go by where I don't even check, you know, how was today's sales? You know, like I'll think about it every other day or something and I'll check and, um, which I like that I'm getting one hand. I, I like that I'm getting to that point where I'm not worried every day about 
our, our sales coming in. But on the other hand, I want to make sure that I'm not just, um, I didn't think how to put this. Like I'm like, I'm not so comfortable with how things are going that I'm not worried about it. Um, yeah, I think, I think right now I'm just so busy with, with new things and with trying to keep up with things that I don't have time to think about it, uh, which is a good thing. So, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, you know, but kind of on the other side of things, I also think about, you know, there's a lot of companies that have been selling the same product for decades, you know? Um, so it's not, it's not like you can't, um, it's like you can't sell the same thing for a long time. Um, it just may, may change, you know, the, the amount that you sell may change. And, um, I don't know. I've just been, I've been doing a lot more thinking on, on how I need to keep things fresh and keep things relevant as, as time goes on, because, you know, because the other truth is there's also, there's, there's new people finding about the Neomag every single day. I, I see comments on social media every day of people who are just finding out about it. So, and, and that's exciting. And that's it. You know, it was as cool as it was to go to that event the other weekend and see so many people come up uh, to us having heard about it, which is exciting. It's also exciting to see new people find out about it every, about every day. So, yeah, that's good stuff. And this, this is what drives me to try to see where we can go. How far can we go? What can we do? You know, what I just, I look at this market and I kind of sit over here with this little smirk on my face because I just want to see how much can we impact this market. And it's a challenge. It's, it's that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, it's, it's the desire to push the boundaries and see where we can get, um, and what we can do. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited. There's times where I'm scared. There's times where I'm super frustrated. You know, I'm not going to lie. I go through spells where, you know, you, you might get depressed and like, man, this, this is tough. This is a, this is not an easy journey. Um, and if it was, everybody would be doing it. Yep. And that's sure. just something that's, that's a resounding truth that I have found over the last couple of years that you have to be in this for the long game. Yep. It's just, it's not a fast thing to be involved in, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What would you say? I don't know. I know we're not into new year, but what, what are you looking to do from this point through the end of 2019? What would be your resounding, I don't know if goal is the right word, but what are you going to do over at the Neomag? Um, so I mean, as far as like specific things I'm working on right now. So I've, I'm finishing up like 60 of the large EDC trays. Uh, they're they're going to be heading out to Saracote. I'll probably ship them out tomorrow. Um, so I'm really excited to see how those do. Um, I'm, 
I'm trying to figure out what percentage I'm going to have, whether it's all of them or half of them or something, but I want to have, I want to have Tom, uh, Cerakote, like black multi came on them, which I think would be super cool. Um, and just, and then he's also going to do some black multi cam Neo mags, which I did that last, last black Friday. And those things were so, were so hot that I had to, I think I did like four, four different specific drop times and they sold out in like 10 minutes or something each, each time. So I'll be really interested to see how that goes. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about it only because, because one thing that I have seen decline this year, which I have a few different theories in my head for why, um, but the custom shop Neomags this year have, have not done as well. Um, so I'm a little nervous to drop more custom shops and stuff, but, uh, but uh, I really think the trades are going to go really well because those have been, uh, those have been a big seller so far, the ones that I made. Um, and, uh, and just, you know, it, it, it's going to be exciting. Cause I've not, I've now got three products to the sell over black Friday instead of just one. Um, actually four, if I count the trays. So I've got rasks and sentry straps and, and the trays as well as Neomag. So I'm excited to just to see what that does for the business. It, it, it should really turn into, it should be my, it should be my biggest, not only month ever, but it should be, uh, you know, my biggest Black Friday ever. I think last year's Black Friday, I think, I think we came in like, I don't know, it's like a hundred dollars less than, than the previous year's Black Friday. Um, but that was also selling the exact same thing. So it, 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 uh, I don't think anything really changed too much uh, from 2017 and 18's Black Friday season. So this year's shaping up to be be pretty nuts. How about you? I'm going to survive. <laughs> That's the main goal. Um, but joking aside, I mean, I mean, that's not joking that it's okay to go through spells like that, you know, where you just feel like you're, you're just keeping up. But, um, from here to the end of the year, the, uh, the main thing is just finishing up these products that we have, um, in process. Most of them will be ready to, to be released in the next two weeks, probably. Um, and then really hammer down the content game and, make major headway from here to the new year. Um, that's, that's the name of the game for us is we, we know we have awesome products. We know the products are viable, but making sure that we are standing out in a field of, you know, hundreds of different steel target manufacturers. So it's, it's kind of simple goals, but they're kind of complex in execution, but that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for the holidays and, um, you know, we're planning on a road trip out to Salt Lake city, uh, for, for probably a little bit more than a week by the time we take two or three days to drive out and probably stay there for Christmas and, and new year's and, and then head back after, um, 
which just means I got to make sure that I've got things buttoned down here more than ever. And the, and the guys are going to be, be ready to handle things. So I got to round them up and, and keep them up to date on what's going to go on and, and, the, and my expectations and stuff, make sure that they're, that they're on board. Yeah. So, cool yeah. stuff, man. Well, well, it's a I, year, year in the books. It is. It's a year. I just want to thank everybody who I know there's some of you who have been listening since, since day one, if that's you, uh, we both think just thank you so much for that support and, uh, and, and the encouragement that you give us and everything. It, it means a lot. So, um, we're looking forward to doing this for another year. We'll see how, we'll see how things change. And, uh, but we, we definitely plan on keeping doing this. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been an awesome ride. And, and for any of you that have listened since the beginning, it'd be so awesome if you just drop us an email or comment or something and just let us know what you think or what, what you've seen stand out from the past 52 weeks of recording the podcast. And if you have any suggestions or things that you want to hear, as always hit up the forging the journey uh, Instagram account or send us an email forging the journey at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you guys yeah definitely that would you know if, if there's if there's something that that, that you've really um, you, know, you know that you've really taken away from the podcast uh, that you've that you've heard over the past year or anything or anything that you'd like to share we would know we'd love to hear it and and if uh, if we can uh, if, if we can share it on the podcast that's that's not just next week, but 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 just in general. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear hear from you guys. Well, awesome. I need to go fire up the CNC and finish some machining, and you got some pretty pictures to take. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> right, roll out of here. Yep. All right, man. It was awesome. Have a good rest of the week, and guys, we'll see you next time. See you. See you.